Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discuss the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about. We talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. Welcome back. Thank you. I've been gone for ages. <laughs> it does kind of feel like it. A little bit. A little bit. It's I'm great back. to have you back. Ed is back. I missed being here. Yeah. I did. Good. We've missed having you. It's been wonderful. Shannon held down the fort beautifully. Shannon is a superstar. Stunning. Fantastic. She's fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. It was really fun. She'll be back. Don't panic, everybody. We have we have schemes and dreams of of uh fun episodes with Shannon coming up. Um what are we talking about today? We are talking about <laughs> something. That's the most graceful segue I could manage today. <laughs> it was beautiful. It's very Monday today and the Monday of Mondays. Yes. So a couple of things. Uh, we're exploring this wonderful book called Deeply Woven Roots mm-hmm. by Gary Gunderson mm-hmm. and uh, how local communities of faith can cultivate strengths that are good for the world. And, you know, part of what we're doing is we are reclaiming the word strength Yeah. as a, as a healing constructive word, right? Yeah. Not a word that's associated with domination, mm-hmm. um, but rather something, you know, what, what is the strength that people need to, in order to live well right. and be gracious and kind? Because those, those virtues take a certain kind of strength all of their own. Yeah. Absolutely. It was it was funny. Shannon and I, the past two weeks, were talking about the word discipline and how that kind of has a negative uh, it kind of connotation. Does. Yeah, it does. So it's funny that we're now pivoting to strength and we're reclaiming it. Yeah, we're uh, reclaiming for language. our own. Yeah, it's funny. So every time you know, because we've been doing um, the different sermons over the weeks, have been you know the strength to mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Yeah, and it's it's funny when I type that, I'm always like, I wonder if they're going to understand that. <laughs> pause yeah right you know that i want people to receive it in the spirit in which it's offered yes so it's yeah. always kind of a funny moment where i'm like i don't is that should i change it yeah. <laughs> and then i don't it makes sense to anybody <laughs> sometimes you just put things out there and see what the response is right, right right so how yeah so strength how are you thinking about are you thinking about strength any differently these days well, uh, we did use the word resilience a little bit earlier we today. We did, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and, and maybe the, maybe the word resilience is already getting a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> so true story. I, I actually almost texted Ed yesterday afternoon. I was in a conference and they were talking about resilience fatigue. And I was like, well, this is cheerful. Yeah. Um, and I almost texted Ed saying, we should record about resilience. And then I thought, I think we have an episode <laughs> on resilience, which made me in turn think, well, maybe there is a resilience fatigue there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this idea that we need to keep, um, uh, you know, sort of the phrase I can think of right now is sort of feeding ourselves right. in, a, in a way, re- rejuvenating, mm-hmm. finding finding new sources of energy, inspiration, what have you, mm-hmm. which is, you know, resilience, endurance are kind of similar. Endurance, of course, I think of like endurance sports. Yes. So there's a lot of effort Olympian in that word. S- yes. proportions, right? Are you watching the Winter Olympics? Here, here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I really like them. I know. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> amazing, right? It's, yeah. And, and I have been thinking about that in terms of the relationship between strength and especially endurance. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about especially watching these cross-country skiers, you know. Right. 
25, oh 50 kilometers, and uh, they're amazing. It's so amazing. I um, When I visited my father in Montana, we took a cross-country skiing class. Mm. That is the most singularly exhausting thing I've ever done. So here's a fun fact. I skied cross country in no, college. No, really? There it is. Little little secret for Mad you. Mad respect. <laughs> That's impressive. It is the most exhausting sport in which I ever participated, <laughs> which is why I didn't do a lot of it after college. Oh my goodness. It's like <laughs> it's like trying to run on sand. It's really something. It's just like the the yeah. It's very fun, but also like I've you're like I've been working really hard and I've gone maybe ten feet. <laughs> I know, yeah. So that's why people ski downhill. You yes, know? <laughs> I, gravity is your friend. <laughs> well, I was thinking about those skiers, yeah, you know, because of the Olympics, sure, right, and doing that. And I guess hearkening back to my own experience, the the one thing I would say that I learned uh, in a very definitive way from cross country skiing is mm -hmm. that there it's amazing what capacity the human body has when you think you've exhausted it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think that what we have to learn from people who've done endurance sports or some extraordinary strength exercise, strength training exercise, I'm also thinking about the people who do deep sea diving without any you know, oxygen assistance oh, yeah. and how they're down there for minutes and minutes and minutes and how they train their body to do that. Amazing. There is a, a, just this extraordinary capacity in us and uh, maybe we sell ourselves short from time to time about mm. that. You know, mm. we sort of think, oh, I can only go this far and then I'm just going to kind of let it go. Yeah. And uh, instead, but of, uh, you know, of taking the approach, well, how can I kind of continue to add to this? There's a wonderful line by the, T by the poet T.S. Eliot where he says, only those who risk going too far can know f how far it's possible to go. Right. 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 And, um, so I guess the, so the, the message we're thinking about for this week is the strength to endure mm -hmm. and, uh, that especially in the context of a justice or peace movement where people are so often, you know, denied along the journey mm -hmm. and have to constantly regroup and recalibrate and find new energy. And yet so often manage to do that. Right. Right. So that's what's kind of on my mind these days with yeah. endurance. Especially when it feels like you've been <clears throat> fighting the fight, I think in terms of justice for people who, who, who make that their, their life's work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that the lifetimes that have been given to this. Yeah, I was, uh, so I've been reading uh, Wildland, the book by Evan Osnos, mm -hmm. The Rise of America's Fury. And he was talking about the disparity in Chicago uh, between neighborhoods that are predominantly people of color mm -hmm. and those that are predominantly white. And the disparity, the inequity is astonishing. Yeah. And when you think that in the 1960s, Martin Luther King Jr. visited Chicago and really tried to make a statement there, found it, I think he made the claim that it was the most, um, there, there was more resistance mm -hmm. to his movement there than he had found anywhere else, even in the South. I think wow. that was public comment that he made. Yeah. And so the the struggle is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. Right? It hasn't ended. So what amazing endurance it has to take first of all just to live in an area that is going back to your term less nourished mm -hmm. than other areas in the city. Mm -hmm. Schools are not as good, resources are not as good, libraries are not as good. Um how how to stay in that when there's so much against you? 
right? Yeah. That's yeah. extraordinary. And when there's forces, you know, that maybe there's forces f- pushing against you. Right. And you're just trying to, the effort sometimes it takes to keep, keep even the, not status quo, but to keep, keep things where they are mm-hmm. and not just disintegrate yeah <laughs> right it puts me in mind of uh, michelle obama's memoir and she talks about how this mindset of of growing up in the south side of chicago and she she sort of saw it diminish mm. is sort of i think the word she used and she saw it sort of in decline and how heartbreaking that was for her because it was a very vibrant mm-hmm. wonderful place to grow up yeah as a young person you know that that sentiment is echoed exactly by one of the persons that evan osnos interviews mm. for wildland mm-hmm. he talks about the this this man talks about the fabric of the neighborhood when he was growing up as being uh, so supportive of children and youth yeah and then one by one resources were taken away mm-hmm. and then moved to other parts of the city and families were broken apart and eventually people moved away sure. and so those structures that infrastructure was no longer there to to support it mm-hmm. so um you know there's one show that i would wish for all of us to watch during especially during black history month and it's called the black church mm-hmm. it's by henry the henry lewis gates of harvard you know teaches at harvard he um he narrates it and it's just beautifully done but talk about an institution that's been at the heart of helping people of color to endure yeah uh, enormous massive injustices over yeah. the years uh, the black church has been instrumental and so it's really worth watching that and to see the strength you know that people have brought to caring for their neighborhoods and their children and their futures despite having as you say all of these forces arrayed against them absolutely and talk about incredible music oh my goodness yeah it's just yeah i mean what what a what a tradition there the beauty Um, of the language language the poetry the harmonies Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just you know i I, I, I took a class at Yale <laughs> um, that sort of dipped our toe into that. Uh, the, the incredible Mark Miller taught it, and I lovingly considered it uh, <laughs> a black professor trying to teach a bunch of white kids how to play this a light of mine without it being cringeworthy <laughs> was basically the point of the class. And oh my goodness, did we need it? Yeah. Um, his His point was that you do not need to be a person of color to play this music with uh, a sense of honor to it and respect for it and enjoyment of it. Um, and to, to honor it, you need to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of has been, was an incredible gift of, of a class. Mm-hmm. And it, but it also showed me, you know, that thing where you learn a little bit and then you're like, well, I know nothing. Yeah. So yeah. That, what a gift that was. <laughs> Have too. that often in life. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> but it's, you know, when you just see how much you don't know and how much just, I mean, incredible intricacy is in this music and the way they communicate non-verbally through music, you know, it's tied to the jazz mm. music of, of, of jazz music in America. I mean, what? Just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. That music um, that you're talking about, and you're so fortunate to have had that chance to learn with Mark Miller, that's right? Great. I took the class twice, just oh, so I could. Why not? <laughs> I mean, that's that becomes 
the way in which the strength uh, is motivated, right, and activated. Yeah. Something has to mobilize and activate the strength, and yeah. quite often it's the music that does that. Mm -hmm. So, and we're still doing that. I think we're, you know, we've been in an endurance battle here for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and and for so many people with poor resources, this has been a nightmarish situation, mm -hmm. right? It's revealed so much of our country's uh, inequity at yeah. every level. Yeah. And so how can, how can communities of faith uh, be places where people can once again tap into that wonderful inner resource that's there, mm -hmm. but which needs the stories and the music and the community to make it come forth? Yeah. to help it come forth right and that and that in times of isolation you know finding communities mm. really kind of the balm yeah to to help to help so much yeah you right. know and that um that we can be a tiny tiny part of that it feels like it's such a big honor it's and privilege i think it's our calling right now right yeah absolutely i'd like that tie in that's nice <laughs> do my best that was great so i heard um i heard because you told me <laughs> that Greenwich is mentioned in Wildland. Greenwich plays a very prominent role in Wildland because it's one of the places where Evan Osnos lived. Mm -hmm. And so he focuses on um, Greenwich because he grew up here ah. and went to Greenwich High School. Well, there you go. And so has some deep roots. And his grandparents were members of Round Hill Community Church. Oh, my goodness. So there's a wonderful connection. So there's a connection. wonderful tie in there. Yeah. And he interviewed, uh, he interviewed me as part of it, but he interviewed a lot of people from Greenwich so that there's a pretty broad cross-section of people yeah. he spoke with. And uh, I think he comes to this project as one who loves his community and is concerned about his community. Sure. Right. And that, yeah. that definitely comes through a very deep sense of wanting Greenwich to be the, the very best that it can be. Mm -hmm. um, but also talks about the concerns that come along with uh, sometimes having these massive amounts of wealth mm -hmm. and how some people, um, you know, have procured that wealth. And he goes into great detail on a few of those stories. Right. Well, he mentions isolation as being problematic as well doesn't he yeah and you know it's there's an interesting connection in the book between isolation and the fact that as the sort of context in which some people lose their moral compass hmm. and i remember it comes through in particular with one individual he mentions who was very successful as a hedge fund manager um, eventually played against the rules wound up going to prison and um, that individual talked about the fact that he was kind of operating in a smaller and smaller world all the time. Mm. And the only conversation partner he really had in this was himself. Uh -oh. And that turned out <laughs> not to be a good conversation partner. But to your point, I think that's, that's the isolating quality of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can kind of convince ourselves of anything. Right. Right. And so he thought that after a while, he wasn't really, he could justify anything. That's really where it all came down to until he couldn't. Yeah. And um, so building community. And I think part of what we're seeing in the church now is we're slowly starting to build back. Yeah. Right. It's a very interesting time now where there's a, thankfully we see a more positive uh, direction for the infection rates, right. That they're starting to go down, mm -hmm. but we're, we're also seeing people wanting to come back into the fabric of the community and experience it again. And we hope that that will just continue to happen and we'll go from strength to strength. 
Absolutely. And so for those of you that are watching or listening to this the day it comes out, um, there's a Zoom book study on Feb Wednesday, February 9th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Yep. So you can find information on that around hillcommunitychurch.org. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've had a chance to read the book, we yeah. would love to see you there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. more The more the merrier. Well, thank you for spending this time with me. I feel I feel already a little more resilient. <laughs> that resilience <laughs> fatigue is starting to drift it's away. To drift away. Resilience is back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you one and all for joining us here today on Roundtail Radio. Uh, Roundtail Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundtail Community Church. And we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>